Hey friends, if you're just tuning in, you have been prayed for and we are so glad to have you. We are going to jump in. Now I love this title because I know there's something for everybody, all right? So on three, let's read it together. It's right up there in the top left. One, two, three. Got failures. Does that apply to anybody? Hands everywhere, right? Well, I tell you what, I think today that God has got a very special message for us today. And it's going to be a little bit of a teaching and a preaching. And we're going to look at the life of Zacchaeus. Anybody ever heard of that guy? The wee little man? Well, he's got a big story to share with us today through the, through the Word. And uh, so if you've got your Bibles with you, we're going to be looking in Luke chapter 19. We're going to kind of walk through 1 through 10 in the verse. But I, I want to kind of just give you a little backstory on some of this as we go. And, and you know, I, I don't know about you. I, I, I want to ask you guys again. Does anybody ever feel like they've been a failure? Sometimes. Some, sometimes we made the wrong choices. Sometimes it didn't have anything to do with us. Sometimes we're just caught in a friendly fire. So I, I, I want to encourage us today. Sometimes, have you ever felt rejected? Man, that's not a good place to be, is it? Isn't it good to know that God loves you just as much on your bad day as he does on your good day? I love that. I love that about the Lord. He's not holding scorecards up. Well, you're in today. You're out tomorrow, buddy. When we have a personal relationship with Christ, we are in the family of God. Somebody say amen. And that's why I'm here today to share that message with you. So I want to kind of cut through a few things today and just show you how when God shows up, things change. When you come face to face with the Lord, things change. Now you say, well, I've never seen him. Well, that's where the faith comes in. You can, you can reach out and see him in his word. You can reach out through prayer. We have all these opportunities, but the way we come to all that is realizing that our sin separates us from an awesome and holy God. But God did something for us about that. He paid our sin debt in full through that of Jesus Christ. And so we're going to get ready to unpack the story a little bit, and I think you guys are going to enjoy this. So I'm just going to kind of pick through a little teaching and a preaching. Everybody ready to say amen? Amen. All right, so we're going to go ahead and roll in here, and I'm going to read a little bit here, there, and there. That's good. All right, and you guys can follow along in your Bibles and stuff. And this is Jesus says, He entered into Jericho and was passing through, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. Let me just say this. When I was studying this week, you know, I, when God says something in his word, he just doesn't put it in there for fluff. There's some, there's some reasons, and I, I like to dig through there. You know, Angela loves looking up words. I like doing that too. And I go, well, what's the big deal about the chief collector? Chief tax collector. And so if you really look at that, what was going on, this guy was big time. Y'all ever watch The Godfather? He was, the, he was like the godfather of the tax time right there, all right? I'm going to kind of bring it all together. He's going to give you an offer you can't refuse, right? And so you look at that. There was so much money in Jericho being collected. But it was just one little businessman. So he, he started a little franchise, he was the chief. He was the head guy, and he'd sub it out to other folks, right? And so they'd be out there collecting the taxes, bring it back in. He'd take what he wanted off it, give them a little bit of the crumbs, and then send the rest to the Roman government. He was not liked very well, and we're going to talk about that for sure. You know, when we look at these things here, I said, man, he was strong arming his own people. And, and, you know, here's the thing. I want to really give you the background on old Zach here. He was not liked very well by people. Matter of fact, as I studied out, you know, they say he's a wee little man. I said, well, what does that mean? The, the Bible scholars, as I study, they say he's, he's less than five foot. Well, I don't care how tall you are here. It's about what's in your heart. And his heart was about level with, with his height. It wasn't doing too good during his time. But did God use him? Y'all know the story. You know he did. And we're going to share that today. Now, here's something else. 
especially in biblical times. You know their names always really meant something. Does anybody have any idea what Zacchaeus means? You ready for this? It means clean. How about that? You talk about a contrast. It means clean. It means pure. No doubt people say, look, dude, you need to change your name because you can't even live up to what your mama said. You know, this is what's going on here. So, so I want to really see that maybe this guy had a few failures in his life, a few flaws in his life, probably felt rejected, probably eating turkey by himself at Christmas, right? You know, I'm saying just all by themselves. Has anybody ever felt alone? Sometimes you can be in a big crowd. And if our heart's not right or stuff's going on in our life, we can feel so far away. Well, I'm going to tell you what, through God's word today in the presence of the Holy Spirit, I pray that you are drawn close to what Jesus Christ has done for us. So although it appeared that he was rich with this, with the money, man, he was spiritually bankrupt. Don't you see that many times? You, you look on the news and you see all these folks that have riches of the world, but they seem to be miserable. Now, I'm not preaching against money or having good things. I don't want you to miss that. But I'm going to tell you what, you won't have that deep-rooted joy that you have in Jesus. You can't buy it, amen? That's where grace comes in. That's where love comes in. And so I want to unpack a few more things here. So let's get a look. I really want to make sure that I just, just paint the picture of this fellow so we know if we see where he's at and God can work in his life, do you think maybe he can work in your life? I'm going to tell you he can. So look at this. Turn around. His name doesn't even fit him. So number one, he's a tax collector. Nobody liked the tax collector, even back then. Amen? I want to say even back then, all right? Hey, but that's it. He was a thief. He was a traitor. He worked against his own people. He was buddying up with the Roman government and putting a squeeze on his people. Man, you like people that's in your corner, right? This guy was behind your back. See, a lot of times we don't really understand when we think about we get saved and we ask the Lord to come into our life because we're just not as bad as that Buddy Chapman guy. We're not as bad as Joe or Jane and all that. You know, surely God would save me. But, but do you realize that Jesus gave his life for the very worst and wicked? And that he left nothing undone when he poured out his blood on that cross and rose again on the third day. It was finished. So our part is to believe. Our part is to be attractive to others so they see Jesus in us so they want what we have. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more, too. But, you know, you think about this. He was that loner. He was, he was just down and out. And sometimes, I can't help but think, sometimes when you feel like that, or maybe when you really know you've done wrong, how about guilt? Boy, that guilt gets heavy, doesn't it? I mean, it can weigh you down. And a lot of times people don't want to face their, their past and all that. And, and I'm going to promise you, stick with me. This is an uplifting message. You're going, man, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. I'm not down here. No. Hang on and see how God comes in and works the miraculous in this man's life. And you know what? He'll do the same in your life. So as bad as things were in this man's life, as far as spiritually wise, God changes everything. He goes from bankrupt to a child of God, and we're going to see that. And let's go ahead and take a look at this today. Everybody doing good? If you got your Bibles, that's great. We're going to pick through a few things here today. So I want to talk about failures and feeling rejected. And this is what we start seeing. First thing I want you to see here, help. It's, it's me. It's me, as, as usual. Thank you. Um, God, receives and God receives the rejected and those who fail. Does that make you feel good? Because if you feel like you're too far gone from God, you haven't seen how long his arms can reach. Man, there is no distance that God cannot reach out and touch a life when you call on his name. 
And you know what? Truth of the matter, when you deal with people going through different things, or maybe we've been in that, usually the best place to find God, now you can find him right here, and I hope you do today. But when everything's else stripped away, you get a pretty good view of who God is and who you're not and how much you need him, amen? And I pray that you hear that. But God receives the rejected and those who fail. Guess what? We qualify in that. I know I do. I didn't have any problem realizing I was a sinner. I needed to know what do you do about that? So did, did, were y'all on the same sheet? Did you, did you not know you had sin in your life? I think we did, right? We just didn't know what to do with it. Now let me do this real fast. Because when I make that statement, somebody's going to call me later and you said, you look just at me when you said that. No, I didn't. <laughs> so, hey, hey, look at this. I'm looking at me, right? Because we all qualify in that. But look what else comes on here. This is going to be a long day. I'm going to give you one of those, Timmy. Uh, God rejoices over their repentance when we turn from that. When we return from that. God loves it when we come home. I tell you something, man, when Thomas married off, I'm so thankful they live right down the street because I like my family to be around. How about you guys? And guess what? Our family is not perfect. Amen. Right? The, the preacher's family is probably need most praying most of the time, right? Amen. There you go. There you go. That's a, that's a good place to say amen, son. Thank you. But, but what happens is this. I like when my family's around. It's something we've been doing for quite a while, and we try to stay in the practice. That we get together once a week just to kind of see what's going on. Just to have a little family dinner. It doesn't matter. I don't care if we got macaroni and cheese. I don't care if we got that. I don't care. I want my babies home. And when I, I can relate to this, that God rejoices over their repentance. But when we talk about repenting, it's turning back. I love when they come over. When they come home, God rejoices in that. Right? So we get to spend some time together. And I love that about just spending time. And guess what? We need to spend time in God's word. Amen? So let's keep on going here. The next one we have is the body of Christ, all right? As the body of Christ, are we being attracted to those that feel rejected? You say, well, what do you mean? Do people realize that you're a child of God? Not because you beat them with your Bible. Not because you got the little fish on your, on your car, right? Not because you could talk like King James for, for a couple of minutes. But because they see Jesus active in your life. That's what I pray in our life as a church family. That's why we do some of the outreach and different things. We're always trying to look around. Lord, what, what can we do to represent you well? See, I'm going to tell you, it is important to come to church because guess what? You miss out when you don't, all right? That doesn't make you a Christian, but because you are a Christian and because you love the Lord, you want to be around his people, amen? You might as well get used to it. When you get to heaven, you're going to be around everybody anyway, right? So start now. Build those relationships, man. Think about that. So as we go through that, I want to, want, I want to ask you a question. Do people see Christ in you and through you? And I pray that they do. So let's keep on rolling with this thing here. All right. Come on down a little bit more, guys. I want to go ahead and read a little bit of the story, like I said. And we're going to kind of unpack, right? So look at this. Jesus, I'm going to set the background here. Jesus is almost at the end of his ministry. It's a little over three years, right? And, and he's going on, and he's going around, and the word is out on Jesus, right? The word is out on Jesus. Here's the man that was raising the dead. The blind could see. The deaf could hear. He could walk on water. He could feed 5,000 folks with a two-piece snack. That's doing something, right? I mean, people, the word was out there. Man, do you know that Jesus guy? You know that guy? You know, man, he's coming to town, right? Can you imagine that today? Let me tell you, he's already come to town. And he's sitting on the right-hand side of God. And I want us to know he's going to be coming back for us. Amen. So we ought to be saying, man, he's coming back. 
Everybody wants to know when. It's 24 hours closer than it was yesterday. That's my answer, right? I don't know when, but I know that he's, he is, right? So when you get ready to do something, do you prepare? If you were going to go, when you come to church, you were preparing today, right? You got up this morning, got your hair combed, everything else. Got your Bible, got all ready. Got your Twinkie and headed on in, right? Do they still have them? They should have them. I love this age, right? But you got ready. You prepared. How much do we prepare for God's return, Christ's return? I hope that we're ready for that. Let's take a look. And I want to read through a little of this here. Setting the stage. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. We're talking about Zacchaeus now. But on the account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. For he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be with the guest of a man who is a sinner. Boy, that thing will preach for a week right there. Let me tell you. I got it underlined. You know we're going to hit it today. So I just want to kind of unpack that a little bit. So here we go. When, when you're Zacchaeus size, when you're a, a, you got a big crowd and you're a wee little man, you got a problem, right? What are you going to do about it? What does he do? Now, I want to give you some of the culture background. Men in that time frame did not run. It wasn't cool. They didn't do the salsa dance like I do every week, right? They got to get ready to go out there, man. You know, they're, they're this. Can you just imagine? Here he is. And he goes, Jesus is coming. Takes off and runs. I could just see him do a little monkey climb up on the thing. Gets to the sycamore tree, right? Now, the sycamore tree, they said they're fairly small down here, but they grow about 40 feet. And they got these long, inviting branches. And he jumps up there. See, and, and, and one of the themes we're going to see through here is as much as Zacchaeus thought he was looking for Jesus, Jesus was looking for him. I want to show you that as we unpack this a little bit. So he runs and he jumps and he gets up in there. And so what we're seeing is that, you know what? He wanted to know about Jesus. So everybody says, why? Why? This is what I believe, all right? I believe he had passion for Jesus because of the, of the passion Jesus had for others. He had heard about this man that made the blind see, the deaf hear, walking on water, calming the storms. Could you serve somebody like that? Could you serve somebody that loves you greatly, even on your worst day? This is Jesus. This is our Lord. This is the, the one Savior. Amen. And so we look at this, we can learn so much from that. We like when Jesus' passion comes our way. How much does it transform our life to be passionate when we meet other people? Come on now, it's getting kind of quiet. It should be that transforming thing. When we look at others, do we start holding up scorecards? Well, they don't look like me. They're here. I can't believe they don't even have a mullet. <laughs> yeah. You know, we start thinking, well, they ought to have, they ought to look like me. They ought to, aren't you glad there's just one of you? Amen. amen. You ask your family, they probably say amen, right? But that's okay. But he's made us uniquely, and that's so cool. God takes all the pieces of the puzzle. I know at, at work, I, I love it. We've got so many folks from different places, and they all bring different things to the table. One of the guys just started working with me. He's, he's a machinist. Man, I could break all types of stuff. Now Scott could fix it. It's good. I'm like, ooh, that's not good. I can fix it, boss. No problem. I like that, you know? But see, but what would happen if I go, no, let me try it. Let me do it. That might not be in my lane. That might not be in my gifting. It's okay if you can't do everything. That's for somebody. 
You don't have to fix everything. You don't have to do, be top of the class. You don't have to stay in your lane. Do what God's called you to do and do it the best you can. And if you do blow it, get back in there and keep on swinging for the fence. Amen. I want you to see that today. But so God gives us all different types of gifts in the tree of life. Amen. Well, look at this. If we go back to, to verse 3, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus was drawn to Jesus. We all like to belong. Everybody likes to be on the same team, right? I belong, right? Absolutely. So look at this. That's where we feel that rejection sometimes. We feel being left out. All those different things. But man, it's something about having a church family that loves you right where you are. Didn't say a perfect church family. But a family to take you right where you are. And be there for you and try to encourage you. And sometimes we miss it. But Lord, help us to get back in the game and keep on loving people. But here's the thing. Life changed that day when he encountered Christ. I want you to think, if you're a believer in Christ, I want you to close your eyes for just 15 seconds. Do you remember the day that you received Jesus Christ? Okay. Now, I'd like to say that there was lightning and all this come out my toes and all that. It wasn't. But I knew this. Something changed in my life. I remember it very well. And I had, I, I had some pieces of the puzzle early on and different things like that. But I remember the day when I, when I said, today's the day. I'm calling on the name of Jesus. And guess who I called? Grandmama. Because I said, well, she'll like that because she knows Jesus. I said, Grandmama, guess what? I said, give my life to her. Oh, honey. <laughs> it was a happy day. Now, here's the difference in the phone call. I called my dad. Now, this is for my dad. I got to say, thank you, Lord. You saved my pops. Right? I called my dad. I said, hey, dad, I went to church down there, gave my life to the Lord. He said, oh, Lord. <laughs> you know they're going to want all your money. I said, well, I ain't got none. <laughs> uh, okay, well, just be careful. Be careful. He watched too much History Channel or something, you know? But guess what? God got a hold of him, too. And man, when my dad got saved, my mom said, I can't keep the Bible out of his hand. He's in the garage. He's reading the Bible. He's quizzing me on the Bible. He's going to say, leave him alone, mama. You've been praying for him to get saved. He gets saved. He's like, slow down, pump the brakes. You know? I was like, come on, man. That's all right. And then, guess what? My mom was watching the 700 Club. She got saved. She called me. She said, I just want to talk to you for a minute. I said, yeah. She said, that man on TV said, if I believe and I put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and I call on the name of Jesus, I am saved. He said, call somebody and tell them. I'm telling you now I'm saved. Woo, mama's in the house now. My poor sister, she got saved before all of them. She's thinking, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's a lonely at the bottom of the house, you know. But we made it on through because of God reaching out to us. But let me tell you about something about Jesus. You know, a lot of times we say, we'll just put a right foot in. This one. Put a right foot out. You know, we just, I, just, I, just, I just play footsie with Jesus. Just go ahead and jump on in. Just go ahead and jump on in and let him work out all the other stuff. So Zacchaeus, man, he jumped all the way in. He didn't beat around the bush. Let's keep on going here. Jesus is direct. He's very direct. And all the other stuff I've studied, right, about it, this is the first time and the only time that I know about Jesus. Hey, I'm coming to your house. He didn't say, do you think it'd be all right if I stopped by? He said, I must come to your house. God knew what he had to do, and he knew that this was just, man, the heart was ready to receive that. Look at that. And, he, and look at this. Jesus was on a mission. Are you on a mission for people to know Christ? I'll say that again. Are we on a mission for people to, to know Christ? Well, yeah, on Sundays. 
Well, yeah, you know, I, when nobody's looking, I slipped a Bible track under my tea and coffee when I left the restaurant. Well, that's okay, whatever. You know, man, yeah, you know, you don't want, you don't want to come off holier than thou. Well, if they know you, they already know you're not. Let me help you with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, the guys that I work with, they go, yeah, 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 yeah. We're doing something, we're working on something. I hit my finger, they go. Because they go to cuss. I go, man, that hurt. Man, that hurt. And they say, we told him, don't give him a hammer. All the guys that were there, don't give him a hammer. My boss went out and bought tools for everybody. You know what he bought me? He said, everybody, come on around here. And I'll run at the table and said, this is part two of our safety meeting. This is for Buddy. He got the smallest hammer that he found. <laughs> and he says, please don't use that unless you're supervised. Right? I'm not good with, with the hammer. I can play guitar, but I can't, I can't even drive a nail, man. I love that, man. These guys are good. Jerry and them can fix stuff. Mike and stuff fix all that stuff. And I'm just like, you need me to hand you anything? Would y'all like something to drink? Because after 53 years I've come to this, it's going to take them longer to fix the stuff that I was working on if I just jumped out of the way. You know? So I just go, hey, man, that looks good. That's awesome. That's it. You know? Sometimes we just need that cheerleader. But look at what's happening here. His life was transformed, man. And you look at this sometimes. We miss out on so much. Now, this is, I'm just going to take a little sidebar. Well, maybe a long one. But anyway, a lot of times we say, you know, oh, well, I'd like to go to church, but, you know, oh, man, your hair didn't do right this morning. I mean, your hair didn't do right this morning, whatever it is. But I appreciate you still watching because you get the same effect, but we just want to hug on you, okay? Or all these different things you're missing out on. But you turn around. Zacchaeus didn't say, well, wait a minute. Let me go, let me go home. Man, let me go home and clean up everything before you get there, Jesus. Right? Can you imagine that? This is how I live. Now, I love my mama. Now, I'm going to tell you what. No, Y'all know that. But see, we couldn't have no company because maybe the blinds weren't straight or something like that. We, we couldn't have nobody over. Maybe that's the way I am. I'm like, bring it on. Come on in. Step over the dog. You know? Because if they're coming over, they're coming to see us, right? If they're coming over with the white glove, I keep on trucking. Right? But Zacchaeus didn't do it. He said, man, come on. Let's do it. I got to go to your house today. He didn't wait. Well, I got to clean up. You see, this applies to church. I got to dress up. I got to fix up. All we need to do is, y'all ready for this? I want to hear all the way through here. Just give up. Give up trying to fix it on your own and allow God to work in that. And that's what he did. Let's keep on rolling, moving right along. Next, we see this. Down at the bottom. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. Who's, who's got the blessing? Oh, Zacky, baby. He got the blessing. And look at this. Everybody sitting on the sidelines, all the Pharisees. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. You are always going to have some naysayers in your life. Amen. I'll, I'll jump back to this. When, when I got saved, I was in the, in, the, in the garage band era of rocking and rolling, baby. Man, we were getting with it. I can still do it. It just doesn't go back as far, right? And so I slowly got out of the band stuff, and, I, and people would call me and go, Dude, dude, I heard you got out of the band. I said, yeah. I said, uh, man, I said, uh, I was doing something different. You don't want to start a band with us, man? We can start a band. What's going on? What do you got? What are you going to do? Southern rock? You going to do classic rock? What are you going to do? I said, I'm going to do some, I'm going to do some holy rolling. They said, what? I said, I'm going to do what God's been calling me to do a long time, and I stepped to the side. So I'm going to play fast music so people get the good news sooner about Jesus. He goes, wow, that's pretty cool. That's all right. Yeah. And, and then they asked you this. They, I love this. This is the beginning. We did a little cassette. That's how old I am. Did a cassette. And they're like, dude. 
Everybody's a dude, right? Dude, you making any money? I said, oh, man, I'm rolling in it. Really? Oh, man, let me tell you what. Pays eternal dividends. See, when you work for Jesus, you ain't worried about the money. You, you, you've got he's, he's the riches in heaven are being imputed to your life. Let me tell you, if you're doing stuff like that for the money, you miss the point. I was so excited that God would choose me. How about you? That made you let me do that for you, Lord? I just want to be a part. Your heart starts transforming. Everything else goes out the window. You just want to serve the Lord because you know what? You're excited about being set free. And that's what was happening with this. But you will have those naysayers. And I'm going to tell you what. If I listen to everybody that's spoken to my life negatively, man, I might as well just do this. Sit on the sideline. Man, you can't play no guitar. Yeah, I know. Man, you, you don't want to join karate. They're going to use you as a pinata. Yeah, okay. Oh, here's a big one. <laughs> man, you don't want to try to date that girl. She is way out of your league. I say amen. But God's good, right? <laughs> persistence, persistence, right? <laughs> Just keep on rolling. That's it. I kept on going, boy. I always said, I said, you know, when I met your mama, I kind of grew on her like peat moss on a tree. I just, I just kept staying, hanging, man. Just kept going, you know? How you doing? How you doing? Five minutes later, call her again. How you doing now? Yeah, I just, I, I just, I just brushed my teeth. I was just thinking about you. She's like, you call a lot. <laughs> oh, I was just thinking about you. Oh, man, I was eight up, boy. Prior to that, I got to tell you this. Man, prior to that, rocking and rolling, right? Out there, hanging out all night, all the time. Ooh, man, the lights out there, dancing with the girls, everything else. Denise come on the scene. I was like, hey, baby, what's going on? How you doing? I said, let me, let, me, let me put you in the car and everything else. My weightlifting buddy that lived next door, he said, oh, my gosh. I said, what's wrong? He said, it's all over now. He said, man, you were out there rocking and rolling, doing all that stuff. I was living through you, man. He said, Denise, come on the scene. You're home at 930. You're planting petunias in the front yard. So we done lost another one, right? <laughs> no, I gained so much more, hey, man, let me tell you what. That's what happens when love will transform your life, on it? Y'all ain't in love? Husbands say yes real fast. Yes, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you guys, right? So those things, man, things start going on when God's on the scene and God's bringing that together. I knew, she asked me the other day. She said, uh, I said, well, you'd still marry me again, wouldn't you? She said, yeah, I guess so. And then she has that little smirk. And she said, I got to tell you this, too. We, this, we got a lot of tape going. I met Denise. I saw her at Mr. C's the first time. I was like, man, that's a pretty woman here, right? And so I, with any rock and roll guy ready, you know, I said, can I meatball sub, please? I was like, this girl is out of my league, man. My boy said, man, that's a pretty girl. I said, yeah, yeah, whatever. And next time or so, she was in my lane. Whew. She actually came out and saw the band. I was like, bing, there she is. There she is. I was like this, man. I was like, how you doing? How you doing? What's going on? What's going on? She's like, I'm okay. <laughs> so I figured it had to be a God thing. But I saw her, and then I went the next day, I went to my dad, and I said, Dad, Dad, do you remember that blonde-haired girl you came out and listened to? I said, I'm going to marry that girl. He said, what? I said, I'm going to marry that girl. And he said, you know what? If that's the one for you, you go, boy. You go. Get in there. I said, okay. Now, it just took me about a year to convince her, right? But the best part of the story is this. See, Denise loved gifts. Man, God gives some good gifts. And Denise, if you got her anything, you could give her a bent rose back then. She goes, oh, it's a, thank you. It's nice. Oh, my God. It was. And see, this was the second marriage for me. First time around, I buy a ring or something. And my wife goes, oh, that's really nice. But you know what? They got a sale on them. Can we turn it in? I guess. So then I got a couple little earrings. And she goes, oh, my goodness. That's had that thing going like this. 
So by this time, I ain't had no more money. <laughs> and, and I didn't, I didn't give the gift. I gave because I just, she just appreciated it. So, you know, how many people remember the best stores? You remember best? They had some nice jewelry there. And so we was over there, and Thomas Real Little and everything. I just, I just love this family life, man. I just love it. I was over there. Thomas doing this. We're doing this. Me and Denise walking. And I said, come on over here. Come on over here. Why? Come, come, come over here. I said, you see that ring right there? Oh, that's a nice one. I said, that's pretty, isn't it? I said, I really like that ring. I said, matter of fact, if I ever get married again, I'm going to buy that ring right there for my wife. She said, oh, really? I said, yeah. I said, would you like that ring? She said, I would. Bring. <laughs> and then I had a problem. I said, can we put it on your credit card? Because I ain't got no money. <laughs> I didn't have any money. I didn't. I was like, she said, yeah, but you're going to pay me back. I did. <laughs> Must be love, right? Must be love. Because I was like, what was I bringing to the table? I was like, I'll I, I, I pay it. I'm going to take a drink of water on that one right there, boy. Mm. Wow. So with all that being said, there was a lot of people in my corner that was like, oh, man, you ain't no fun no more. You don't even want to hang out all night. No, I don't. <laughs> I got a better deal, right? When you find love, and now I'm going to go from there all the way there. When you find Jesus, it changes what your appetite is. It should. And that don't mean sometimes you go, oh, well, you know, you, you make some mistakes. So we understand that. But as a rule, there's a transforming thing going on. Love starts transforming things in our life. Don't listen to what other people say. Listen to what God says about you, who you are. Let God's word define you. And all the grumbling, you won't even hear it after a while. I don't even hear it at work anymore. It's crazy. You know, if somebody come around here, Miles knows it. You get somebody, and everybody knows that, 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 you know, I love the Lord. And some days I do better than others. But anyway, they get around there, and they see somebody, and we're talking, doing it, and somebody be cussing. Rah, 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 and all the other guys go, and that's all right. I mean, I'm just going to love because I was that guy. But you know what I usually do? I say, hey, man. Yeah. I say, man, whew. I said, you know what? Me and you had a lot in common. I said, I used to talk just like that. Didn't even realize. Like what? Blankly, bleep, 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 bleep. Like that. I said, do you kiss your mom with them same lips you cussing with? Boy, when you throw mama in the equation, the guys go, well, I, I don't talk like that in front of my mom. I said, well, I don't want to hear it either. Right? And then we just keep on going. And it starts changing things, right? But you, our words are so strong. Oh, man, I hope this thing works today. I hope people come today. I hope my guitar doesn't mess up. I don't know. These shoes are hurting. I mean, you could just sit all this negative stuff and say, man, I can't wait to get here today because there's going to be somebody that needs that message, starting with this guy, right? So look at this. We little man, the only time he's mentioned in the Bible is in this chapter, right? The only time you hear about it. Let me tell you, his life was significant and it can help you in your life, amen? I want you guys to see that. Don't let the naysayers have their way, amen? Let's keep on rolling. I'm going to run a little more. Yes. Here we go. So let's read a little bit more. Now we're down to eight and nine, man. We're getting on the home stretch. Zac and Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half, of, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, look at this. Today salvation has come to this house since he also is the son of Abraham. Oh, man, let me tell you. When, when this came into Zacchaeus' heart, it transformed his life. 
Man, when I got saved, people say, man, you was excited before, but when you found out about the Lord, you got excited. Can you imagine how many people got a house payment? Usually that's your biggest bill. If I came out here today, and I use this example because people really start listening. If I say, hey, y'all just bring that note to me, and we're going to go here and we'll pay it off in full. Would you be excited? Would you be excited? Evidently, your house payment is not as high as mine. Because I'd be like, yes! Right? (laughs) Right? So you look at that. How much more would you be excited about Jesus said, I'm going to cancel out your sin debt totally. Not only the ones in your past, but the ones in your future. As you continue to strive to follow me, I'm going to wipe that out. Would you say, well, I don't really want to tell nobody. That's why I tell everybody. I said, do you know what God has done for me? Think about that. Think about those things. Do you, are you willing to share what God has done for you? Well, Zacchaeus was on, on, the, on the mainstream and ready to get out there and do his thing. Let's keep on going, guys. So we're rolling with this. Look what happens here. Forgiveness, you write this down, unleashes blessing. You see what starts happening here. He, he, he didn't give to get right with God. He gave because his heart had been tra- transformed. You see what happened first? Jesus showed up. Jesus said, hey, I'm going to your house. Right? There's this connection. He knew he knew the Lord, needed the Lord right then. And he came to that and he receives him with joy. You see that? Then what happens next? The giving starts. You can apply this to your life any way you want to. All right? But look at that. See, a lot of times we think, oh, well, you know, do I give at church? Do I do this? Do I do this? Do I do this? It's always a heart condition, man. Don't get your scale out. Don't get your percentage out. Get your heart right, and God will show you what to do as he leads, all right? And how many, has anybody ever outgiven God yet? I haven't found anybody. You cannot outgive him. But we give and do and we serve out of the abundance of a transformed heart, out of that love that God has for us. So forgiveness unleashes the blessing in our life, man. Look at this. In those days, I want you to look at this. If you wronged somebody and you came clean with that, you, the, the law said you've got to pay him back 20% of everything. What does he say? Oh, Zach, he turns around and he says, let me tell you what. His life was transformed. He's going to pay him back four times what he owes. Isn't that something? Not only, not only I'm going to give you this, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you. See, God is in the abundance business. One of my prayers this year is to be an abundant giver. I'm not talking about don't stand out there and say, buddy, hey, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. I, I, I want things to flow out of my heart when I see a need. Lord, help me to, to be a blessing in that. Not because I have to, because I get to. It feels pretty good to give, doesn't it? And you know what's real good? When nobody else knows but you and God. Isn't that something? You don't have to say, well, let me just tell you what I did. You missed it. Just do as you can do with a joyful heart. And you will be amazed at the blessing that God releases in your life. Man, I'll tell you what. It's just, it's just amazing how God continues to work. Let's go to the next one, guys. Forgiveness restores. What do we see here? He goes on. I, I left a small little detail out, too. And not only did he give Pay back four times. And he goes further and he says, I'll even give half of what I got to the poor. You know what I believe is? Our stuff doesn't really look so shiny and new up against the backdrop of the goodness of God. What does Paul say? He said, man, I I look at all this as just rubbish compared to the, the riches and glory that I have in Christ. Okay? Man, if we could get that eternal perspective... Nothing wrong with good stuff. 
I'm not even preaching on money. I ain't preaching on anything. I'm talking about our heart conditions today, guys. Man, when that happens, you just want to be what God wants you to be. You want to be who God wants you to be. You want to be a blessing, right? And that's what he was doing. So it starts to restore. You know, I love this. I always think about when I think about love and forgiveness. For God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. He gave, he gave, he gave. How many chances has God given you? A lot. He said, well, I'll save you till you mess up. It's not like a car note. You get a 60-month, you know, grace note with God. Well, if you do everything, you know, dot the I and cross the T, 60 months, you're, everything's good. See, that's religion, right? It's about, it's about relationship, relationship. Wouldn't you think, wouldn't you think that's crazy if, you, if your mom and dad said, well, you know, you, you know uh, we've been looking everything over, buddy, and your report card really wasn't that great. Uh, we don't love you anymore. What? Because my report card looked like it did, and it wasn't always that great, my folks loved me to go, boy, we need to pray for you, right? School was okay, but school wasn't my main thing. I like baseball. I like motorcycles. I like girls. I like guitar stuff. I was not thinking about The Hobbit, reading those things and stuff, all those, whatever the book was, you know? But you know what? Educa- Let me just tell you, education is a great thing. Right? I played catch-up all my life because of that. But I want to tell you what. If we seek first the kingdom of God, man, Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God, right? And his righteousness, man, all these things will follow along. Let me tell you, I've never felt so blessed in my life to know that God would choose me. Now, that is not an arrogant statement because he's chosen all of us. The, the, the whole question is, have you received that? Have you received him? So let's keep on rolling with that. Look at the next one here, guys. Forgiveness brings life. I had a couple of things just hit me last night. I'm going to see if I can pull them together here. I said, well, this is when we really start living. Remember we talked about guilt? Guilt will paralyze you, won't it? Fear will paralyze you, won't it? Let me ask you a question. Why do we like forgiveness so much when somebody forgives us? It's freeing, right? It's nice. It lifts that weight off you. It gets rid of the guilt. I want you all to hear that. I want to tell you this. I don't know who this is for. Maybe it's for everybody. Maybe somebody listening. I don't care what you've done in the past. You know why I don't care? Because I said he doesn't care. God knows what you've done. He knows where you've been. He knows all those things. He knows that you've done it 155,000 times and you need help in those areas in our life. Let me tell you, God is in the restoration business. God is willing to take you right now and love you through that situation. I hope that's freeing somebody today. Forgiveness brings life. When I realize what God had done for me, and and do we really realize when I say that? Because every day it's just more revelation of God. Look how you've went before us. God, look at this. Look how you've done this. You know, think about it in your life, and you see different things, how God unpacks those things. It is freeing, and it brings life. And guess what I want to do with that life? I want to live this life for him. I want to live this life for him. How about you? Has your life been touched to a point where you want to make a difference for Christ? Not just on Sundays, but every day. Not just on some days, but every day. And let's face it, all of us make a little bit better uh, <clears throat> witness some days than we do others. But aren't you glad that God doesn't give up on you? 
Uh, this is a message of hope today. This is a message to encourage you guys today. So what we start seeing is this. God works out of the abundance of that through the forgiveness and all that. And the reason I think it's so amazing when we get God's perspective on stuff, it is freeing. So let's go to the next one, guys. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. I got some good reading here. Well, I tell you what, if y'all want to take some notes, this is a good place to do it. Bring it on now. Now, take a look at this. The last part of that, this is the whole, if anybody said, why did Jesus come to earth? You can, you can wrap it up right here, right? Verse 10. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. We were lost. We were dead in our sin. No way out. Can't fix it on our own. And Jesus left the splendors of heaven to come to pay our price in full, to reconcile us. How many people like doing their checkbook? Not that much fun, is it? But you got to reconcile that and make sure every, everything's paid and the debts are straight and all that. He reconciled us to himself through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the deal is. That is freedom. Man, I love that. Over and over we start seeing these things. I said, Zacchaeus, look at this. He didn't even desire to live his old lifestyle anymore. He was getting out of the business. He's like, man, I'll give this away. I'll do this. But the truth is, Jesus is the one who came looking for him. He said, well, no, 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 I just, we just read a story. Zacchaeus went up the tree and he was looking. Jesus could have been on the other side of the street. I got a feeling there was a pretty big crowd. You know, you see some of these concerts and stuff, the things that Angela does. There's a lot of people. How many people? Thousands and thousands and thousands. 150,000, right? You know what's amazing that you said that number? You know, the last time I looked, they said 150,000 people die a day. In a snapshot of one of those concerts, if there's 150,000 people, that's how many people leave here every day according to surveys. And many of them don't know Jesus. So guess what? Where do you go when you don't know Jesus? You've rejected the only way to heaven, so the only thing left is hell. Nobody wants to preach on that, right? I want to tell you about that, not to scare you. I always tell you about that to prepare you. You don't have to go. I don't want to go. Guess what? I'm not going. Are you? Not because of anything that I did, because of everything that Jesus did. Man, let me tell you, that's the message right there. That's freedom in that. So the Son of Man came to seek and save that which was lost. That was us. Just popped in my mind. Me and Denise went to Walmart yesterday. Praise the Lord, we made it through. And we're coming out. And how many people know that I am a people watcher? I'm always looking, man. I'm always looking around. Like my head is on a swivel. So me and baby doll walking. I got her on my arm. We're walking. This guy's getting too close. This guy's getting way too close to me. I grab my girl, come over on the side. Get on my good arm, baby. Right? And this guy's coming. And it's a very tall man with a screwdriver in his hand and a phone right here and a very little Batman uh, knapsack. And he's walking. And I'm looking at his face. I said, something's wrong. And he's like, what's going on? I said, come over here. Something's wrong. And the man's looking, and he's going, he's going out there in the parking lot. I was like, man. I said, just stay back here. Let's see what's going on. This is, this is real time yesterday. And, and he's talking on the phone, and he is looking everywhere. He is looking everywhere. And Denise said, oh, my God, I think, I think maybe his kid's missing. Now, I don't know exactly, but I know what. This guy was, woo, woo. And next thing you know, somebody was running down here, and they were looking around. And they're going like this. They're going like this. And we're going. I said, we're just going to pray right now. Lord, I don't know what's going on, but they've missed something, someone or something, right? Next thing you know, shoo, York, York County Sheriff. And Denise said, ow. I think, I think your kid's gone. Man, my heart's just going, Ugh! So we pray some more. And we're going to ask the guy, but he is all over the place right here. So we just pray, Lord, I don't know what's going on in that situation. And I, I'm prayerful that everything got resolved because it didn't get an Amber Alert or anything. 
But I'm going to tell you what my heart rate went like. And I didn't even know the full story. When you just start putting that together, this guy wasn't looking at me. He wasn't looking at my wife. He was just going. He was on a mission. He was on a mission. He was looking for someone or something of great value. Let me tell you what. God was looking for somebody of great value. And it's you. You see that? Look at that. We don't even realize. We think we're looking for God. God's looking for us. That's not that he doesn't know where we are. He's looking for you to receive his son. He's looking for you to grab a hold of the grace and mercy that God has for us. Look at that, man. He came. Let's go to the next one, guys. Look at this. Jesus came to set us free from the bondage of sin. I want you to see that. That's freeing. Let's go to the next one. Now, many of y'all know I've got a lot of favorite Bibles, Bible uh, verses. So I'm going to cut through one, one or two or three or eight of mine right here, all right? If you guys ever want to be encouraged, underline this in your Bible. Okay, let's take a look at this. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and of sin. He condemned sin in flesh. Ready for this? For, for you see it up there? in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So we've been born again. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. How many people like life and peace? For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. For it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. That's a mouthful. He covers the whole gospel message right there. But this is what I love. Did you see this? Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. What do you mean? I mean, when you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are set in the family of God. Your sins are separated as far as the east is from the west. He buries them in the sea of forgetfulness. God has made a way for us to be right. God has made a way for us to live in freedom of sin. See, before he said, well, why did I sin? Because you're a sinner. All of us, all of us. We were born into that from the very beginning, man, with Adam and Eve, right? Look at that. But now they have made a way. The Lord has made a way. And let me just tell you something else. It's the only way. It's the only way. So, when somebody tries to tell you something different from what God's word is, keep on stepping. Keep on going. If they want to try to reason away all these different things, woulda, shoulda, coulda, what if, and all that, how many know that God's word is perfect? How many knows God's word can take care of itself? How many know that that, that death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ on the cross is perfect? The total payment. Matter of fact, if you get a chance, look at Isaiah 53. They call it a messianic prophecy. Years, 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 maybe 750 to 800 years before they even came up with the torture of the cross. It was written about through God, through Isaiah, his prophet, to tell us what would happen. How about that? 
Jesus on the main line, right? That's what we're talking about. So, so you think that, and this is what I get. People say, well, I, I, you know, I read the Bible, and I don't know. Man, you want a love story? You want action? You want excitement? You want, you want freedom? Read the Word of God. Join us on, on Tuesday nights, man. Take a look at that. Do the daily devotions. Grab some of the, the other things that we have here. But always go to the source. God's Word, man. It's amazing. When you get to share a few things about what God has done. I love that. I love that. I love that. So let's go on and finish this back up and put a big bow on it. Everybody doing good? So we do have failures. And we do feel rejected. We do reject others. Sometimes we fail others. Is it close? But let me tell you the good news. Just like your life and my life, Zacchaeus was feeling that. He probably had all the things, the comforts of the world. But it didn't keep him from losing his pride and humbling himself and running and crawling up to get a glimpse of Jesus. Are you ready for a glimpse of Jesus? Open his word. Are you ready for a glimpse of Jesus? Or not, not just a glimpse. Are you ready to receive him today? I hope that it brings you to a point of decision. Look at it. God receives the rejected and those who fail. God rejoices over their repentance. What does repent mean? It means to turn, to get on the same sheet of what God says about us and our lives and our decisions, and turn from that and turn back to God and ask him for forgiveness and continue on. Are we being attractive to those that feel rejected? We talked about that. Do people see Christ in you? Do we offer hope? Well, I don't know, maybe so. No, do we offer hope? If somebody was to ask any of you guys, what, what, what are you hoping in? I said, man, I'm hoping in Jesus Christ. I'm hoping in, in, in the finished work of the cross. He is risen. Angela talked about it the other day. Great job on her message. Let me tell you something. The stone was rolled away, not for him to get out, but for us to see in and realize he is risen. Amen? Jesus is sitting on the right-hand side of God, interceding for us. I ask this a lot. Have you ever had a lawyer before? People say yes, okay? Let me tell you, he is, he's our advocate. He is in the process. When we blow it, and God looks this way, he sees your life through the perfect sacrifice of Christ. Hold on right there. Pastor Buddy is not saying live any way you want, you can do what you want or anything like that. I'm saying that it's been bought and paid for. And when we make a mistake, let's get back in line with the Lord. I know I do and I know I'm thankful because yes, I have failures in my life. I'll probably have more. But you know what God shows me when he's in the center of that? My failures turned into opportunities opportunities to say, man, you might not want to do that no more. Or Lord, thank you that you covered me in this area. Lord, help me to share this so somebody else doesn't have to go through it. Right? It's amazing. It's just amazing, different things like that. Now, when you're raising your kids, right, you start seeing things and you go, my poor mom and dad. I've experienced some of those this week and I'll just leave that like that. I'm going, I know, I know that just didn't happen. I know that just happened. You know, when they say boys will be boys and things like that, I got two boys. Boys will be boys, will be boys, will be boys. Boys will cause you to pull your hair out, right? They'll keep you on your knees, right? I guess girls are the same way. I, I don't have any, and, and Alexa does everything right, so it's no problem. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to get a good birthday present for next year. I'm teasing. But you know what? When we look at things, the dad I am today was not the dad I was years ago. That doesn't mean dad's a pushover. Dad loves you. Our Heavenly Father loves us. He's not a pushover. He's a righteous God. And He wants the best for His children. I don't know anybody in here that I've ever met that don't want the very best for their children. 
amen, grandchildren and everything else. And I tell you what today, let me tell you the best thing for my friends and your friends and our friends and for the world is to come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I could tell you about anything else. I can make you laugh all day long. Everything else, I got story upon story. But let me tell you the greatest story that will transform your life. That Jesus Christ came from heaven for you. You got to make it personal. For you. Yeah, but you don't know. But he knew your past. He knew you were going to be here today. He knew you were going to be listening to this next week or whenever you do. And I want you to hear this today. That if you got failures, guess what? God has faith in you. To receive his son. Will you exercise that faith? You've got favor with God. Why else would he send Jesus to die on the cross? Keep on going. Is your forgiveness unleashing blessing in your life? Now I'm talking to believers that have put their faith and trust in the Lord. Are you living a life that is abundant? Don't miss out what I'm saying on that. People think abundance life. Oh, it's everything. I'm talking about are you walking in the freedom of knowing that you are a child of God? Do you know what? I talk to a lot of people about a lot of things. You want to know the number one thing I talk to people about? You ready? Being sure of their salvation. When people are sick, they want to make sure they know the Lord. When things are bad, they want to make sure they know the Lord. Hey, when I'm breathing, I want to make sure that I know the Lord. How about you? Because I'm going to tell you what, if you're going through a great time right now, I'm not going to try to rain on your parade, but there will be some downfalls. Right? There'll be some rough roads. Prepare now for those times. If you're in that rough spot and you say, man, prepare now in the midst of the storm. I was sharing with a friend the other night, and the Lord showed me this a long time ago, and I'll get ready to wrap it up, but I just believe this is another lesson through the Word of God that can encourage us. How many people know the story about when Jesus was walking on the water, and there was a great storm, right? It was a great storm, and the disciples were on the boat, right? And they get out there, and they're scared. They're scared. I got in a wave pool and I was terrified. I can't imagine being out there on a storm, right? Waves coming over, the waves of life. You could just put yourself in that boat for a minute. Waves of life, money, uh, situations, a problem in the family, bad doctor report. Those waves are coming in. And they look out there and they said, oh my goodness, it's a ghost. And then Peter, the loud mouth, I love that. I could fit in with that. He goes, I think it's Jesus. Jesus, if it's you, tell me I'm coming out. Woo! I would have probably said, Jesus, if you get in the boat, come. See, everybody want to talk bad about him until he went out there. <laughs> the naysayers, what are you, crazy? Then some probably were thinking, well, if he gets out, there's more room for us in the boat. He says, I wonder what they were thinking. And he gets out and he starts to walk towards Jesus. And he's the only guy that I've ever found in the Bible that walked on water other than Jesus. And he's walking, and all of a sudden he takes his eyes off the Lord. And he starts looking at the waves and the wind. Let me tell you, if you're out there now and you said, buddy, I stepped out of that boat, but man, those waves are big. The hospital bills are big. The doctor report is not good. I don't know what I'm going to do. My wife doesn't love me anymore. This is going on over here. Whatever it may be, keep your eyes on Christ. Keep your eyes on Christ. So Peter takes his eyes off of Christ. And in that instant, save me, Jesus. And Jesus grabs him. And I've shared this before, and I've shared this many times in, in, in different settings. I want you all to hear this today. And Jesus grabs him, continues to walk on water, through the storm, and puts him in the boat. And then what happens? When they're in the boat, the storm subsides. 
Now, I didn't really realize this until the Lord showed me this. You say, okay, we can walk with that. When Jesus grabbed him, the storm didn't stop. When Jesus was holding him, he was still in the midst of the storm. You might be in the midst of the storm. I'm telling you what, Jesus will hold you. And he will carry you back to the boat, in the storm, in the waves, and all that stuff when you're over your head. But I'm going to tell you what, he's going to get you back in the boat. And that's when the storm stops. So don't think you're alone, right? Don't think you're such a big failure that Jesus is not holding on to you, because he is. You just might be being held and walk through the storm with Christ. If you got failures today, you don't have to stay there. If you feel rejected today, you don't have to continue to feel like that. You can receive today by faith that of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Lord, we just thank you so much for what you've done. And Lord, I, I just praise you for the opportunity and the privilege to share your word. And I pray that it's so much bigger than what I could ever share. And friends, if you're listening here today and you're sitting here today, you're listening to this message later, I want you to hear this. The biggest failure anyone could ever experience in life is missing Christ. Don't miss what God has done for you. Make it personal. You say, buddy, how do I make it, make it personal? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means we've all blown it. That means that we've all had failures in our life. That means we've all felt just overwhelmed and we've made bad choices. Well, I'm going to tell you a good choice you can make today, the best choice today, the only choice that will get you to heaven is setting aside your own, I don't even know what I'd call it, selfishness, hard-headedness, fear. Set that aside for a minute and open your heart to this message. The Bible says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Do you believe that Jesus Christ came and led a, led a sinless life and poured out his blood for you and rose on the third day? That's the gospel. That's the good news. You attach your faith to that, and God says, I will seal you. I will come into your life. I will never leave you or forsake you. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So I pray today that you leave that behind and grab a hold of that. Allow God to break the sinfulness of our past and grab hold of the grace of God. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Well, look, if you guys are listening today, please share the message. I hope you're encouraged by the word of God. We're going to get ready to, to just tell you this. We love you. We're praying for you. And man, try to make it out in person sometime. Nine Cedar Road every Sunday at 10 a.m. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.